Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the starting lineup for your Grand Canyon University Antelopes. Jack and Kyle, that's it. Welcome back to Believe in GCU, presented by the Believe Podcast Network, episode 20. Wow. We are 20 episodes old. Wow, thanks for sticking with us. We have Happy one birthday. more episode to go before we're uh, legally allowed to drink on this podcast. And yet neither of us are legally allowed to drink. Uh, speak for yourself. You're only 20. I'm older than you. I am 21. No, you're not. Believe in that. I don't believe in that. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of winning to talk about. Do we? Baseball won. Yes, they did. Basketball won. Both men's and women's basketball won. Yes, they did. Men's volleyball won on Saturday. You can believe that. They had a tough go around against the Cougs inside GCU Arena. Softball had the Getterman Classic in Waco, Texas. Still a little bit of a rough start to their season. They did pick up another win on a walk-off home run, though, we got to talk about. Mickey Cavarubio. Mickey Cavarubio. Uh, basically not back to back, but back to back games. Olivia Zufelt, the other fre- one of the other freshmen, walk off home run against New Mexico here in the uh, kickoff GCU tournament that happened on the ninth, I think, of February. Sure, sure. Uh, but other than that, kind of a rough start so far for softball after losing only four seniors last year. They lost Shay and Sierra Smith uh, on the left side of that infield. They lost Maddie Dowdle. Olson. Um, wrong. No. I mean, Lorianne Olsen is hurt. I, get, I think she has a concussion. Uh, she suffered game three last last weekend. Um, uh, Taylor Kay in the outfield, too. But other than that, the, I mean, I mean, those are big losses. Don't get me wrong. But other than that, uh, same roster, a few new additions, a few key additions with Azufelt, Mikakavio Rubio. Um, Jaden Reed has hit as well. Brooke Cantillo in right field. Uh, so I, I would assume that this is just a slow start to the season? Question mark? Question mark is right. <laughs> Sweet. Not a lot Not a lot to say. Hopefully they bounce back this weekend. What's the tournament? This There's like five that we host, and I don't want to get the name wrong. Uh, the the GCU Classic this weekend. Oh, it's GCU Classic for, the, for baseball and softball. Yes, sir. Interesting. They play Drake Friday. Who else is coming to this tournament? Drake. Jack's looking. Play the music. So it's the GCU Purple Classic. I was, I was looking right. at baseball. Uh, CSUN, Drake. CSUN, Utah State. Drake. <laughs> Utah State. <laughs> All right, not, not bad teams coming to the Purple Classic for the Lopes. Should be a good bounce back weekend, but baseball. Baseball. Very, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very good baseball team. Three and one through four games. We obviously talked a little bit about opening night. Drew Smith, six RBIs, three-run home run, paid a visit to 35th Avenue out there in left field. Saturday, we were on the call for that. That was the one loss. 6-4, they rallied in the ninth, uh, put runners on the corners. Uh, I forget who struck out to end the game. Pinch hitter, uh, couldn't get the job done. OSU uh, battled back, even up the series at one apiece. And then in game three, you were on the call with Michael Potter. Yes, sir. And uh, we won big again. What was it, 9-3? Won 10-3 on Friday, 9-3 on Sunday. Yeah, 9-3 uh, Dom, Dominic Grissom, two bombs from Dom this past week, Sunday against uh, uh, the Cowboys, and then Tuesday against the Ducks in Oregon. And that was a very impressive win because they had to battle throughout that entire game 
Great pitching on both sides. Uh, Jack Snyder went five and a third, I believe, five and two thirds, if I'm not correct. Uh, left runners on the corners in the top of the sixth. The game was tied 2-2. Uh, his bullpen and Cal Lambert got him out of that jam. Uh, the Ducks left a lot of runners in scoring position, as did the Lopes throughout that game, and ended up going extra innings. Free baseball in Phoenix. Uh, 12 innings, I think, to be exact. And then in the 12th, Wild pitch, bases loaded after a very close call at first base with Drew Smith beating out an infield single. First baseman uh, very close. Gabe Matthews' uh, foot came off the bag. We were all watching that in the office. All six that was, broadcasters. That was close. Seven. Dom was not there at the time, if I'm being uh, oh, okay. accurate. You're right. You're right. Maybe Dominic, I'm too good for everybody. Hinton. Love that not guy. We'll have to have him on at some point. Yeah. Yeah, baseball. That was a very close play. First base. Had the chance yesterday in class to, to ask some of the baseball players about it. Yeah? They said he was safe. It was close. Everyone was saying he was off the bag. Do you ask for their autographs in class? No, I thought about it, though. Seriously? To have Kate autograph my card? Yeah, I thought about it. <laughs> Being totally joking, I thought about it, though. Uh, four and one on the season as uh, three we segue. And one. Yeah, three and one on the season. Incorrect, As we, Jack. As we uh, segue out of that awkward autograph phase. Um, CSUN tomorrow will be on the call for that one. Yeah, I'd say so. They're undefeated. I forgot today's Thursday. I don't know what it is. Time flies when you're not thinking about it, Kyle. Yeah, well, apparently. Uh, CSUN tomorrow, they're undefeated, 5-0. Probably going to be 6-0 because they play Fordham earlier in the day for the GCU Classic. And Fordham is not CSUN. They are uh, exactly like CSUN, except instead of five wins, they have five losses. Four? It's going to be five. Did they beat LIU, though? I don't believe so. Well, I'll look. Let's Given their track forward. record and what we saw in those first four games, uh, I think they lost 4 nothing, 7 nothing, and then 20-7. to seven. Oh, no, it was bad. Hold on. Fordham baseball. Oh, they're 1-3. You were wrong. Incorrect. They lost. They, they lost. They got swept by Florida International at Florida A&M. Uh, at Florida A&M, I was about to say. At Florida International, twenty to seven, eight to nothing in seven innings due to rain, and eighteen to two, and then beat LIU yesterday, three to nothing. Still not a big offensive surge, but obviously the pitching stepped up. Uh, LIU has to be one of the worst teams in collegiate baseball. If you could look that, if you could look their schedule up, because Fordham, I don't think I don't want to bury them too much. But they don't seem like quite the competition that CSUN is going to be this Who weekend. Who am I looking up? Uh, LIU. Go Sharks of some kind. Are they even Division One? I? I don't even know. What is that, Long Island University? Mm-hmm. Are they even Division One? Oh Oh, yeah, they are. What do you know? <laughs> they play in the NEC and sometimes the MAAC or the ECAC. Oh, well. All right. They are also 1-3 on the season. They opened up. At the University of South Carolina, upstate. Not quite sure why, but four nothing loss, five to two loss, five four win, and then the loss to Fordham. Saturday they'll play Niagara. They'll go to NC Central. They'll go to Nicholas State for four. They'll get St. Peter's, St. Joe's, Manhattan, Wagner, Stony Brook, Mount St. Mary's. Whoop whoop. Easy sports. Army, Army, Sacred Heart, Iona, Bryant, and then that just cut Merrimack, Stony Brook, St. John's, Fairleigh Dickinson, Central Connecticut, and yeah, 
And that's their story. Okay, I just wanted to make it a point that they're kind of a bad team. Again, four games into the season, but at the same time, baseball, any team can win on any given day. We saw us defeat Oklahoma State, the number 22-ranked team in the nation, uh, twice, two out of three in a three-game set. GC Baseball is now ranked number 27 per the Collegiate Baseball polls at Collegiate Baseball Newspaper. Uh, men's Volleyball is now ranked number 13. So they finally got their ranking that they deserved. I know everybody on that team was kind of frustrated that they weren't ranked. Uh, but this weekend for baseball, we have CSUN and Fordham, two completely different teams with two completely different pitching staffs. Um, that's a given. But well, one one team is really analysis. good. One team is really mediocre. I use the word mediocre. And we'll probably go with the top of our rotation again after a few days rest. We'll probably go Meckles. Uh, Pearson Ole, Schneider, though we really don't know what Jack Schneider's role is yet. I mean, he was the rotation. to see how it plays out yeah. Sunday since that's their doubleheader. Yeah. Since GC plays a doubleheader sad, Sunday. So it's 6 p.m. start Friday. But you got to assume Meckles, Ole. The one-two punch. Uh, McCarville. Dawson, correct. And then, and then whoever you got, it's bullpen straight. But Sunday's going to be an interesting so it's 6 o'clock p.m. start Friday night, 6 p.m. start Saturday night, 10 a.m. start for game one on Sunday, and then the second game is what, three? Something like that. Two or three. Right after, <laughs> immediately following. Immediately following. As soon as they repaint the lines. GCTV. So that's baseball. Uh, men's basketball, 2-0 and on the homestand, taking care of business against both Two Kansas City and Woo! Chicago State. Well, Chicago State, but Kansas City in overtime. Mike's running away from you. Yeah. See, they're 20 years old now, or 20 episodes old. They're adults. Stop doing this. Okay, I'm just going to have to hold it. Yep. Join the club. It's fine. Uh, what, what was it? 71-47 against Chicago State. Overtime victory against Kansas City. Um, I think it was Javon Blackshear led the charge with 17 points. You were probably there. You know better than me. Who was there? Which game were we talking I about? I believe it. Kansas City. Kansas City. Oh Thursday my night action. It was Thursday night. Thursday night whack, whack shit. That's a bad pun. That's what they say. It's like Maction for the Mac. Don't judge it. Just take it. Just, just accept it, Jack. Believe in it. I believe. Do you believe? I believe. Do you? We all believe. Do we? Get to what you were going to say. I believe that the Lopes stole that game against Kansas City in overtime. Kansas City came out, a lot of energy, a lot of fire, played really well. The only difference, the Lopes went to the free throw line somewhere around 35 to 40 times and only missed like six, which kept them in the game, which thus gave them the confidence which thus, in turn, turned into made shots, including almost a game winner from two feet away in regulation. Almost. Almost. And then the overtime, right off the bat, came out Alessandro Laver, boom, pick and roll, hit the easy lay-in. Javon Blackshear hit a couple big threes, and then Isaiah Brown with the dagger to end it. Not really end it, but to seal the deal. And that signed, sealed, and delivered. He signed it, sealed it, and boy, did he deliver a big time three. That was actually pretty good. Right. Thank you. Kind of like that. No, my my thing. I I made it better. I helped. Okay, whatever. Sure, you did. 
But yeah, two and zero this weekend. Then Chicago State. Chicago State played pretty well, though. I mean, they're always going to come out, give you whatever their best effort on any given night is, despite being four and twenty-three overall and no conference wins. But they had the lead. The Lopes that went into halftime, what up sixteen or eighteen? Then Chicago State cut it to ten or twelve. Yeah, and then the Lopes were able to pull away and find some time for Rafe Gertis, Louis Bungai, and the man Ethan Spry. First career basket, top of the key. He banked in a three. Well, as Barry Butel would say, "Whoa, oh yeah, alrighty then." Yep, I would have gone with the Mike Breen call personally there. Go ahead. Bang. Okay, cool. But, you know, it's okay. So Ethan Spry was the man <laughs> the man on Saturday. Big basket. First collegiate points. Love to see it. Love walk-ons. Live for walk-ons. Road trip this weekend. Last road trip of the year for them. Seattle. Utah Valley Saturday afternoon. That came quick, didn't it? We got Women's Basketball Senior Day on Saturday. You'll be on the call for both games this week tonight. Who are they taking on tonight? Seattle. Utah Valley? Seattle. Seattle, Utah Valley on Saturday. February 22nd, not February 8th. So, yeah, men looking to go on a five-game win streak going into next Thursday's matchup against the team who shall not be named. You can catch that game on Fox 10 Extra. GCU TV. Possibly WAC Digital Network slash ESPN Plus or 3, probably. It's a big game. Next week. We'll talk about that more next week, I guess. If you want. It's not that big. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Let's see how it goes first. Um, Women's basketball, top of the yeah. whack. Sole possession by half Can a game. Can you believe it? Who would have thought? Definitely not the polls at the beginning of the year. All right. Something to build on for I knew they uh, were next gonna, year. I knew they were going to be a good team. I just didn't think they would be this good this early, nor did I think that they would be above a four seed come whack tournament time. But they are in position to be the one or the two which would be their highest finish as a team in three years of eligibility. They've been to a semifinal. They've been there before, so it wouldn't be new. New would be the championship game. Right now, the latest women's bracketology, the women projected 16 seed. Really? Yes, because we're going to win the WAC. That's what they're projecting. The WAC gets one bid. It's a one-bid conference. Let's all accept it now. Who would have guessed that? You want to know where we're going? Where? To Waco. To take on one-seeded Baylor Bears. Who would have thought women's basketball would potentially have an opportunity to enter the NCAA tournament before men's? Definitely Coach Powell. Well, yeah, you got to have that mentality. Definitely Coach Powell. Probably the rest of the team. You know, I don't think the expectation ever was for one to go before the other. Just kind of expected both to be in kind of at the same time. Could still happen. Yeah. At any given point, you know. The men could wrap. The, the men could go eight and zero. Go final eight games of the year. That's including three WAC tournament games. They could go seven and one, win the WAC over the last eight. You know, it just depends on everything. The women could obviously go eight and zero. Yeah, they're in a very good spot to go eight and zero. They have a very favorable schedule, but this weekend will probably be. Their toughest weekend, really, because... Well, how much of this do you think is just kind of like a magical run? Because there is three weeks and counting left until Vegas, so there's still a lot of time for them to mellow down a little bit. Five games this weekend is definitely going to be their toughest test for the rest of the year, you know. They did beat Seattle at Seattle. They beat Utah Valley when Utah Valley was 5-0 in the WAC at Utah Valley. 
Both of those teams are right now tied for third with Bakersfield, who is their last game of the season. And you know that's going to be a tough one as well. Already lost to Bakersfield once this year at Bakersfield. And then next week is their trip to Las Cruces and to Edinburgh, Texas, to take on New Mexico State, who they beat pretty handily. And then, well, what was it like, sixty-one forty-nine? Beat them by eleven or twelve at the end. It wasn't sixty like, to forty-nine. Yeah, it wasn't too close. And then, I mean, they beat UTRGV in overtime, correct? Yes. So a couple tough tests left for them, but I don't think it's a magical run anymore. This is real. It's, this is happening. You know, if you can turn the ball over at fifteen times a game, I'd probably say that they're averaging, and find a way to be in and win basketball games. You're just that good. And when your freshmen don't play like freshmen, like Javon, he doesn't play like a freshman for the men. Jada, she doesn't play like a freshman. It was the Jada Holland show. Over the weekend, 44 points in two games, 26 yeah. of them coming against Chi State. Was it 18 against Kansas City, 26 against she had, Chicago State? Oh, she had State. like half her points in the yeah. fourth quarter between the two games. She comes alive in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter is Jada. You've heard of Dame time. Well, it's Jada Holland time Yeah. at this point. And then, of course, you know, you got Deja Daniel, Mae Bryant, Laura Piera, Ven Laveras off the bench. Got some Tavia Rowell. I mean, if you can get them all going if all you at get, once. If you can get Tavia Rowell and Ven Laveras on point from deep in the same game, and they each have two or three, you're going to be in a very good spot come the final two minutes of that fourth quarter. So who are they projected to play in the first round if the season ended today? Baylor. Baylor. They'd okay, be going to said. Waco because everybody's got a region, but for the women, they don't do it at neutral sites. The first couple rounds, they go to campus sites. Yeah. So everybody gets for every region. Well, there's four regions, right? I don't remember all the regions. But each region is broken down into those sub-regions, and each sub-region has four teams. So you'll have one 16 play, eight, nine play in the same region. So Waco's going to get... Baylor's going to be a one seed, inevitably. So you'll get them versus whoever the 16 seed they're playing, and then whoever the eight, nine is in that region, and then those winners will play each other. What about for the WAC tournament? Oh, it would be Chicago State. Sweet. Because Chicago State's Love at the bottom. Love to see that. Love it. And the women are at the, and GCU's at the top. So get that one versus eight matchup. Or that two seven. I mean, I think they'd be happy with either of the top two seeds. Of course, you know, you're only up a half a game. So you need, you either need to win out to keep your spot or have, win out and have Kansas City lose a game or two and hope for some help from other people so you get some more space in between there. So yeah. the pressure isn't t necessarily on. Of course, you want to win the WAC regular season. You win the regular season, you automatically qualify for the NIT. And yes, the women have an NIT tournament. That'd be nice. Don't know if it's the same as the men's, but since I know for the NIT that if you win your conference regular season and don't make the tournament, you automatically qualify for the NIT. So I feel like it'd be the same for the women. Could be wrong. But I feel like you could be right. Same. I could be right. I may be crazy. Look at the upside, Kyle. I may be crazy. <laughs> so out of all the so women's basketball, obviously we didn't project, the WAC didn't project that they'd be this good at this point in the season. Eight and two, first in the WAC, nine only and nine and two, excuse me. Sorry, my bad. 
only up a half game though uh, going into tonight's matchup. It's gonna be a fun battle come the end of the in a couple of weeks though. What do you what do you think's been uh, the biggest surprise this year? There's women's volleyball had themselves a franchise best year franchise. Pro, program. Sorry, dynasty. program program best building. year. It's a dynasty building. It's here. my bad again. Uh, oh, women's yeah. basketball, men's basketball have obviously had their ups and downs. I think men's basketball might be the biggest surprise. Be- baseball obviously has a lot of expectations despite being such Softball a young team. Has Softball has expectations, so, but they got to get going a little bit after a couple I'm of. Sure, uh, they will. You know, whack whack plays a totally different. Yeah. Piece. it's just at this point. You know, it's still early. They've only had two weekends worth of games. You know, which is still a lot of games. Yeah, it's almost it's double digit games, probably somewhere around twelve. Or they two and nine. They've played eleven games. So. You kind of look at it, you know, you got your non-conference tournaments and whoever you're going to play there. Not scheduling a lot of ranked opponents this year like they did with Oklahoma, Florida State. Last year, still really good opponents. So them losing, not necessarily a surprise and also not necessarily an upset that they lost. It's just New Mexico, great team. You know? Who else did they play the other weekend? They played New Mexico... New Mexico was their only win at home, and then they won one in Waco. Oh, Weber State just Weber State's coming off a tournament, uh, the NCAA tournament last season. Sorry, I just got an email. Uh, so Weber State's a good team. They ran through the Big Sky Conference last year. So Weber State beat them twice, and I don't remember who the third team was. Stanford Cardinal. Stanford, you're right. You remember. Stanford. You remember. Stanford also coming off the NCAA tournament last year. They were very good. I actually think New Mexico is too, but I'm not. Don't quote me on that one. But you know, maybe you get get to whack get to whack play and roll through the whack like you're supposed to, and get where you need to be. Put yourself in a position to make the championship game again. The talent's there. It's definitely We've seen there. it, especially the with there. those freshmen. The defense is there. It's just, I think, I think hitting is what's going to be there. Biggest thing. Just timely hitting. Timely hitting. We've seen them get a lot of people on base. We just haven't seen them capitalize in big situations. Fine. Pitching, fine. You know, they're pitching pitching to contact. And you go deeper than you did last year in that rotation because you didn't lose anybody and you added one. But, you know, and baseball did the same thing. Didn't really lose anybody. Added a couple key freshmen and transfers. They'll be fine. Baseball is fine. (laughs) Uh, so what's the uh, let's finish with the upcoming schedule. What will we have baseball this weekend? See Sun Friday again. Tonight you have women's uh, basketball. You'll be on the call on that. Seattle. Seattle. That's at six p.m. The men are GC at Seattle. Arena. Eight p.m. local time. ESPN Plus. They'll play Saturday afternoon against Utah Valley. As will the women. I believe the same time actually. It's okay. You can open up a new tab on your laptop. You could watch both. Oh, you already know. Yeah, there, there's no conflict there. Um, volleyball. Always find a way. Men's volleyball, UCLA Pepperdine. Big weekend for them. Yeah. A couple of big ranked opponents. They're ranked 13th this week. We forgot to mention that. Congratulations to them. Finally back in the top 15 poll. Well, oh, I did mention it. it earlier. Oh, did you? I yes. Oh, wow. But Staring into space. I was, but you know, it's all good. It's good. What else? Is uh, softball home this weekend? They're playing Drake. They're playing, help me out here. Utah State. Utah State. Okay, so that's the Purple Classic. It'll be the GCU Classic C-Sun. for baseball. CSUN as well. That's all. CSUN for baseball and softball? Yep. 
And then, of course, men's volleyball, like you mentioned, UCLA, Pepperdine. It'll be a big weekend here on campus. Coming in hot. Spring sports are here and in a big way. Uh, That'll do it for episode 20. We are 20 episodes old. Next week, I'll bring the Jim Beam. No. Okay. (laughs) You won't be doing that. Episode 21 next week for everybody here. Again, if you want to sponsor our show, go to Believe.com. For everybody here at Believe in GCU, alongside Kyle Borg, I'm Jack O'Hara saying sayonara from Camelback Hall in Phoenix, Arizona. And with that being said, as always... Make them wait. Go Lopes. <laughs> Signed it, sealed it, delivered it. Sign and if it I don't up. see ya, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.